are you curious to know what it actually costs to host a wedding in today's economy? Well, folks, today we have a very special guest. It's the girlfriend of our co-host, Jonathan Ratcliffe. Her name is Alex Hirschberger. She's a wedding planner out in Dripping Springs, which is just west of Austin here. And she's a master at her job. So what she's going to do today is tell us not only the ins and outs of what it looks like to be in her role, but share some stories, some highs, some lows, and what you can actually expect to pay in today's market, right? Sometimes we hear the number $20,000, $30,000. Place your bets below. You guys are in for a treat. Stay tuned for this week's episode. This is the What's Brewing ATX podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Austin, Texas. Hear from some of the top local business owners and those making a big impact in our community. From tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the Austin real estate market, we've got you covered. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. And this week's episode is brought to you by Mighty Swell. Yum, yum. Yes, brewed right here in Austin, Texas. It contains 5% alcohol, and they've got a plethora of different flavors. Right now, I'm sipping on some watermelon mint. Jay Rizzo, what do you got over there? I'm also drinking the watermelon mint. Mm. What's our guest have? I got some cherry lime. Sounds delicious. Not the flavor I usually go for, but I've got to be honest, it enticed me enough. Really? Sounds cherry delicious. Lime. I never had heard of a flavor like that. I went with blackberry. Blackberry. Oh, yeah. Oh, is it Classic. because... Is it be- because Got it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. same. And there's same. a there's a peach on the on the table here for you guests. That's what you guys can be sipping on. Are <laughs> you you listeners? Sounds delicious. This stuff's a little different. I mean, it's only got a hundred calories per can and uh, three grams of carbs. That's pretty low. Five percent right? alcohol. To... I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, let's give it a crack. Let's crack mm. it open. Mm. It has real juice. Oh. Right here in Austin, oh. Texas, baby. Greg's drinking right in your ear. Mighty swell. Go get your own. <laughs> Delicious. Get yourself some. Well, this episode makes me happy because we finally have one of our great supporters and listeners on our show. She's beautiful. Can't believe it's taken this long. <laughs> I'm happy to have my little darling, Alex. My little darling. That's on the show. Has I feel like out of all before? of the names, the pet names he could have gone with, little darling was like most daughter-like, but... I'm just happy to be here, so oh, I'll take it. <laughs> she looks more like a sweetie pie to me. So I am funny. a sweetie pie. You are a sweetie pie. I'm biased, but you know. Alex, will you please tell the audience who you are? What what brought you to Austin, Texas? So other than just being Jonathan's girlfriend, um, I am um, a former New Jersey native. Yeah. Shout out Jersey Northeast. Definitely a day like today would not be happening in the Northeast. I'm proud to say that now I'm an Austin local. Try to call myself local. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I came down to Austin after college. uh, Graduated UVA in 2016. That's University of Virginia. Mm. Shout out my who's. Who's? It's basketball season, so we're in the prime time for that. Which 
you guys became relevant in basketball just a few years ago. But yes, for sure, we had some. Her watching that game. We had some notable losses for sure. The season prior, I'm pretty sure, it was the one where we lost in the round of 64 to the number 64 team when we were ranked one. But That's true. I prefer to um, to go to the following season where we there you go and redeemed yourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's such a fun. They're such a fun team to watch. They, you know, everybody's I'm sure biased about their own team, but. I feel like they have so much. Can be good. I mean, who would you be if you're not? And the coach. Yeah. I mean, he's like this honorable guy. Yeah, he's like. What makes him honorable? Well dressed too. He's he's a not. I'm almost gonna get super political Do and be it. like he's he's kind of like the Obama of basketball coaches. What? Like you kind of want him to be your dad and also your coach at the same time. Like you can just tell he's a super good guy. Totally leads with his morals, his faith, like. Just a good guy. Very philanthropic. If you had to have a basketball coach, and I'm sure he's like, you know, a hard guy, on, yeah. you know, on the backside of things, like he's, you know, probably makes him work pretty hard, but okay. I'm sure he's the okay. kind of guy that also well, has championships, some... championships, so. Yeah, for sure. For it's sure. dubs. Yeah. So UVA. So UVA, after college, I uh, took a job at Oracle. Wait a second. You're passing over... Yeah, what happened? Who you are. Who I am. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, who is anybody? I mean, I guess my one like defining characteristic is that I'm Swedish. So that's like a big part of who I am. I'm half Swedish. I grew up going to Sweden to see my family every year. Um, speak Swedish. So languages have always been like a big thing for me. Um, I've got a great family. I've got a younger brother. Just great, still, wholesome still not, family. Still not getting it. Nope. I met your brother. You're a golfer. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a golfer. Oh. I guess that's my, yeah. yeah. You, you can golf. <laughs> she went to school at UVA to golf. Yeah. To golf. Yeah. See, I always forget about that stuff, you know? I uh, saw. <laughs> well, luckily we have someone that knows you well to right. remind you. Yeah. So, yeah, I played golf in college. Um, played golf pretty much growing up. I have pictures of being in, like, the crib, my, like, baby crib with a golf club in there. Like, my parents didn't force it on me, but at the same time, it was inevitable that it was going to happen. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help with this story. Her, her mom us, was on the Swedish story. national team. Oh, so she was a She was a pro golfer at one point. Her dad was a big-time golfer, still is. They met on the driving range. At no. Doral, famous they, golf course. And then they bred this golfer. They bred a golfer. It's it was in your about blood. to happen. Yeah. I couldn't get away from it. Holy smokes. From, from what I hear of the family, she was very um, reluctant to practice the way they expected her mm-hmm. to practice. So, you know, it was like, all right, go hit 50 balls in the garage in the net that they've built for her before, you know, your homework or after your homework's done, before you can do your, the fun, fun stuff and she hated it yeah i mean i was definitely i've always been a hard worker for sure and i'm not the type of person to like get out there and, and quit and feel like i need to leave in like an hour and yet you know i mean golf can be tedious especially practicing so to like you know go out and practice on a any given day of the week as a 16 year old like and you're expected to go out for like four hours like is never fun but to be fair i knew i had it really good my mom was like my mom had a bad kind of her dad was a little crazy and he would drop her off for like 10 hours at the golf course and he'd be like i'm gonna pick you up at dark you better work your butt off all day wow so i I knew i had it good um and yet 
you know, golf tedious as a teenager. By good, you mean yeah. northeast. You have to practice in the snow sometimes, and that's it. that is what it is, right? For sure, I definitely stood many nights in the garage with just a small heater behind me, hitting into a net. That was my like wow. six month practice plan, and we had like you know nothing too fancy at my house, just all the basic indoor stuff. But we would like I'd practice putting in the living room to a tee, like all that kind of good stuff. So you love living in Austin, being able to go out, yeah, probably. 90% of the year for sure aside from like random cold days and when it's raining when's the right. last time you golfed it's been a hot minute now maybe like a month or so to be honest oh, which is a long stuff. time we're playing tomorrow there. there you go yeah we're, we're playing, playing tomorrow. tomorrow the weather looks good tomorrow we've yeah. been of course undergoing renovations we That's bought right. a house in December That's together right. our first one together we were living in the townhouse before um, but now we bought this one together and decided to go all in and do some renovations um so we have not looks golfed great. as much. Yeah, looks but great. tomorrow looks perfect. We're psyched. Wow. Um, yeah. But yeah, did I cover my childhood? Are you okay. satisfied? That's fine. That's yeah, anything else, Jonathan? Sorry, I just, I like just, share? everybody needs to know that because yeah, that's yeah. what, yeah, no, that's, that's what connected sure. us, you know? Mm. No, that's so true. That's okay. so true. So then Austin, what brought you here? So Austin, so out of school, I don't know if, you know, if y'all felt this way too when you were leaving school, but I was definitely like what am I going to do as a job? Especially when you're sitting there as an eight or I guess a 22 year old and you're like, I have 40 something years ahead of me. I have to pick something that is going to be long term, but I have no idea where to even start. Right. Yeah. Um, right. yeah. yeah. So I kind of grew Smart up joke. with the, with the, I kind of grew up, I don't know about y'all again, but mm-hmm. um, my parents kind of instilled in me, more like traditional beliefs of careers my dad was in sales his whole life and so he was a huge proponent of sales definitely not push that on me but it's always a safe good start to your career um you can branch off in so many different ways but then you know especially at uva too which is a liberal arts school that has such very conservative concerted disciplines um you know definitely there were certain like a small number of boxes of different jobs that people were kind of going into. And I felt like, what the heck, I'm definitely not falling into any of these categories. What does that mean for my career? Like, again, it's so long. Where the heck am I even going to start? So I kind of did just take the safe option. I was definitely overwhelmed with like the interview process and ended up just like going on my dad's suggestions, which was just go into sales. You know, you can't go wrong in tech sales. Even if you don't love it, it's a good start. Sales uh, allows you to make as much money as you want to. And because you're a hardworking girl, like it'll be a good fit for you probably. So started in sales, definitely wasn't super thrilled to like work at, I guess the benefits of working at Oracle were cool. Like there was a big, oh. you know, I mean, obviously they, they pay you pretty well and they have good benefits. Um, and we started with like a pretty big class of, of all, you know, post-grads. Um, so all 22-year-olds. We started with like a group of 100 so in a fun. training program. It's Whoa, super fun. 100? Yeah. They, they call it every every year, the, whatever class you call it, the class, class of, of, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Huh. So yeah. you were a class of 20... 2016. They had like three of those classes in Austin alone. Wow. Um, and then, and yeah, and I kind of just, I picked out Austin out of all of the locations that I could go, um, in the U S and was just like, you know what? That has great weather. The culture seems really cool and fun. I'd only been here once before briefly, but I just had like a gut feeling that that would be the place that I would fit in and honestly be happiest long-term and I'm happy to say it was a good decision. Maybe Um, I'll meet a guy 
that also plays golf. Yeah, on the golf course. That's tall, dark, and handsome. <laughs> Little did I know. I mean, I had no idea what my fate would be, but but lucky enough, yeah. Yep. Well, oh, do you, are you going to keep? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'll just yeah. continue you know, the story. I'll just, Let it rip. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I won't even yeah. make y'all talk at all. No. We'll, um, huh. But yeah, uh, after a year of that, I kind of uh, felt I was super burnout and um, just, again, kind of back to that, like, where I was coming out of college, like, now what the heck am I going to do? That was kind of a miserable experience and almost turned me off to like sales in general, which sales is obviously such a wide concept that that was almost unfair. Um, And I was feeling really, really desperate. Um, And I happened to work on the same team as a girl whose Mm. cousin was leaving my current job. And I was, yeah, at first I started looking at tech, other tech jobs just to like go into an easy you know, option. And then I was like, screw this. I'm just going to do the craziest thing that my dad will probably never approve of, but I'm going to take my shot and just try like go down some weird rabbit holes. And one of them was like event planning. Um, I definitely never thought that I would be in that uh, role. Um, but it kind of just popped up as my best opportunity. This girl was leaving and you know, this, this venue, which I now work at, they were in a super bind cause they were, they were only a year into their business and they were basically like, as long as you're decently educated and as long as you're pretty capable, we don't have any other potential interviews. Like they, they were just grinding their gears trying to make it through. So they pretty much just took a chance on me. And yeah. So when you say event planning, um, mostly, weddings right yeah so i so i work at like what you would call is like a wedding venue we do a handful of other events um but almost exclusively weddings Mm. so that's pretty much you know my exposure um yeah i've always thought about possibly doing like corporate events for example um but it doesn't have the same intrigue in the sense of like um that emotional connection and i think weddings appeal to me a little bit more Um, yeah i was gonna ask what else drew you to to specifically planning weddings because it's i have a good friend that's an event planner oh cool a wedding planner and that's awesome she lived in she lived in austin she recently moved but some of the stories she would tell i mean you're the bridezilla thing is is for real for sure for sure and i think like it's funny now seeing the other side of things like almost anybody can find themselves falling into bridezilla um mm-hmm. i'm not sure if callie quite would fall in because she's like the chillest person ever yeah well then you're lucky then you got one of the good ones for sure because i think that anybody when you're planning like your own wedding could so easily fall into like even if it's just bridezilla moments like I, i'm sure i totally would yeah. too because it's it's your baby like and you typically planning it for a year out you know so i don't blame people um yeah. But yeah, so that's what I do. I, I plan weddings more or less. Love it. So let me ask you, we got quite a shift in the uh, economy here. Yes. Uh, yeah. How is that impacting the the wedding industry and wedding planning? Are people still having it? If so, what, what are the changes that you've seen? Yeah. 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 So as you can imagine, I've had some, you know, very fun conversations over yeah. the past year. It's been super challenging. I'm not going to lie because I've got a bias and a stake in the conversation where like, you know, my income's on the line and the, you know, the business is on the line. So I want to, you know, be good for, for my, the boss, you know, um, yeah. and take care of his business and all that. It's a small team too. So everybody, we feel a lot more responsible. Um, so 
I'm, I've been trying to really like do my best to handle it with a lot of care and put myself in my bride's positions, be really empathetic to what they're going through and like the diversity of problems they might have within their families. You know, mm. I've, I have a handful of couples that their families are flying from India, from England. And so situations like that, it's a lot harder. You know, there's a little bit more of a cut and dry answer as far as how to advise them. Mm. Um, sometimes you just don't have an option otherwise. Um, but Shoot. you know, for a lot of my couples that even have a lot of people flying in just across the country where their their family has the choice to come or not, it's just it's been hard to advise. I think in the beginning we were playing it a lot more safe, um, and we still are. We follow all the protocols we have to. We're definitely one of the safest venues around. Um, but on some level, like as we all know in our daily lives, it's some on some level like your life has to go on. You know, we yeah. can't be like. Yeah quarantine for two years and not go to the grocery store let alone as crazy as it might sound like you we can't not have weddings they might look different yeah and that's for sure the reality mm. but um mm. well, but we cannot to, we can't stop living to the initial question you start you stopped having weddings for the first couple months right yeah yeah, yeah. which basically they just got pushed or canceled or whatever and then they started back when? And what did it look like when they did start again? Yeah, so so March and April, we were shut down because, you know, everybody was at home. And yeah. same goes with weddings. Yeah. You couldn't gather more than 10 people. Back in May, though, they let you gather. Um, and I can't remember. It might have been like 25% capacity. We have a huge venue. It's like It can accommodate like 300 people in each room, like on a normal day. Um, so even with the COVID restrictions, which, to be honest, haven't changed that much since then. Um, so pretty much May when it started back up, it was more or less the same restrictions as it was today. I think the biggest impact is just like, you see a natural drop off in guests because you know, you'll have extended family or extended friends and things like that, that now just don't have a strong enough reason to like take the risk or, you know, put others that they care about, um, at risk when they come back and things like that. So you see like a natural drop off of guest counts, um, Whereas mm. most of our clientele were having weddings, typically between two and 300 guests before, those people, even if they keep their like invite count the same, are probably going to have a guest count of like 100, 115. Mm. So it's definitely like been super cool to see the more intimate type weddings that we saw a lot less of prior. And those were, the, yeah, those were rarities back then and now they're the norm. I think that's the biggest thing with the, from an attendance standpoint and, and whether a bride and groom choose to continue with their wedding is like, yeah, you might still be able to have 75 people and you were only expecting a hundred or 150, but not knowing like you put all this planning into it and then people, you know, they see there's a spike in Austin and they make a last minute decision not to come or a spike For where sure. they are. And, and already, I mean, what it was so surprising when we got married back in 2015, I think we, invited like over 200 people and we were expecting i was like trust me most of these people are going to come even though they were all traveling to austin and i remember a friend of mine was like it'll probably be under 50 percent and i was like there's no way not like the just looking at the people and then sure <laughs> enough we had right around 100 people like it's crazy the last week there were like five casualties you know this person stepped on glass and oh my gosh you know couldn't couldn't fly anymore and then this one was sick and it's crazy how it falls off and yeah. then you add this on top of it and it's just too much unknown for sure and kind of like what you mentioned before it's like there's such an em em emotional turmoil to like people's expectations like 
your situation and then amplified by 10 is what people are going through right now, which is like, they had this vision of this like huge ginormous wedding with all of their family and friends there, call it 250 people. And now all of a sudden, like just boom, there's been a total shift in our world. And, and basically you're in a spot where you're like, nope, just kidding. It's going to be half the size if that. And so it's just, I think it messes with people's heads. Um, for sure. So, um, wow. So what's, what is the real cost of a wedding for yeah, those who are maybe, cost? so, and, and I'll be, I guess a for little more specific <laughs> for those who are wondering, oh. oh, by the way, we should, <laughs> this is a perfect little quick segue to oh. Mr. Carlson this year. This is per- so fitting. Cause you'll be, uh, yeah, you'll be in this category this year, huh? That's it. This year? Not. If you guys don't know, well, congratulations to Greg and thanks. Nicole for, uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, so actually engaged. February 6th, we're, we're doing this like just, you know the we're getting married February sixth, but we're not going to do the actual big courthouse till yeah. Uh, not a church. Our friend's going to church. Yeah, yeah. But well, you haven't I, asked for my address yet, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get you on the invite next October, next year October. Mm. Yeah, we'll do the. Big, oh, that's awesome! Yeah. Yeah. I think Shebang. it's so fun to do something like that, like do the one year celebration. That's year so celebration. cool. Wait, mm-hmm. as that's in twenty twenty two October. Exactly. Okay, yeah. so that's hopefully awesome. we want we'll be past like COVID this crap. Die down a little bit. You know? Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, go back to close to normal. Exactly. Well, back to the question. What is the real cost of a wedding? So if someone's getting married at your venue, let's say they, you have one wedding that's a 100-person wedding and another one that's a 200-person wedding, what, what can they expect to pay? Mm. Yeah, it's a good question. Like to your, to your point that you just made there, obviously the, the biggest determinant of your total cost is your guest count. And I think that's something that people know like innately, but mm-hmm. also, you know, it becomes like a, a full on reality check for sure. Um, and can easily change kind of what you're, <laughs> you're freaked out. Well, huh? no, I can see that. Like you're like, oh, we're going to invite all these people. And then you got to start cutting people. And eh, I didn't like them that much. Right? Right? It stresses me out you're like, about is that. Susie worth $65 in to, food? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Wow. That's the conversation. Brutal. 65 yeah. times 100 adds up quick. Know, oh, boy. Right? And that's just food. That's food. Um, so, I mean, the real cost, I'm, I think there's a zillion ways to do a wedding. Like, you can go super high scale. You can go super low scale and, like, DIY everything. But I'm just going to kind of go right in the mainstream and, like, kind of what I see at our venue, too, which is typically, you know, like, we, we have a lot of people that will, like, DIY some stuff here and there to try to cut money. But more or less, most of our clients use professional vendors, and you can still get a little budget savvy within that but they're going to use a florist they're going to use a caterer they're um going to hire an officiant all these kinds of things that you mm. want not your family to be involved in if you don't have to be i would say for a hundred person wedding i would say typically you can i would say you can get away with a nice wedding for like twenty thousand. i think you can get away with a 200 person wedding for like thirty thousand. but i also think that's i hate to say it but like that's being a little selective, to be honest. I would tell you that most of our weddings, like let's call it like 150 to 200 people on a Saturday, it could probably cost you probably around 45, 50,000, which I will say like in the, in the scope of the, um, the U S that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. Like we have the, probably one of the best markets for weddings. Mm. Um, out of all of like the top destination type weddings. Um, wow. Like you can't, the same type of wedding that you can get for 50,000 here is probably going to be at least a hundred thousand in 
New York or San Diego, if not way more. So like when I say that to people across the country, they're like, oh, oh, that's not bad at all. But to people in Austin, they're like, uh, 50 grand for a wedding? Mm. And I mean, I don't, I don't blame them. I heard a statistic that the average wedding was 20. Maybe that's old. Maybe that was a long time that's, ago. That was 1920s, that's, man. In the 20s. <laughs> What's it now? What's it now? Do we have an idea? Average wedding in America? Man, I don't. Not sure? Okay. I'm not sure. I would yeah. probably guess maybe around like 30. Around 30? Okay. I would think cool. so because obviously you've got... Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. such a range oh, yeah. in that, but so um, second right. part of that question is there? What's like the base price that you can expect to pay? You know, the the venue itself. What does a weekend rate look like? You know, and then mm. I guess food. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, good question. So I mean, the way we do the the daily rates, which is how most venues do it, is like each day of the week is valued a little bit differently based mm-hmm. on kind of the Popular demand, demand in the culture, mm-hmm. um, which I will say like Saturday is going to have the highest price tag on it. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's like slightly an antiquated, you know, technique to have a wedding on a Saturday. I think you can save a lot of money by doing it a different day and also get a lot more benefits just as far as the overall weekend. But for example, a Saturday at our rental at our venue, the rental is going to be a Friday is going to be 6500 Saturday's Saturday is going to be 9500 And a Sunday is going to cost you 5000 Wow. Um, and just I'll shout it out because it's yeah. such a fun trend nowadays. A Monday to Thursday, which I have a lot of people that book those type of events. Yeah. And not even just on long weekends, but just on normal normal weeks. Yeah. It's only 3000 You get all the same stuff. So Are you're you talking serious? a third and of the price for a Saturday. And everything. We did our wedding on a Thursday. Oh, nice. Downtown in Austin. Yeah. And the venue is less expensive. The band was less expensive because mm-hmm. now they can still perform on a Saturday and a Friday. Um, totally. And Maybe at even first we were like a little worried but... about people, you know, not wanting to come on a Thursday. And everyone that came was like, this was incredible because a lot of them came on Wednesday. Yeah. They just made it a long weekend. And then they were able to fly home either Friday or a lot of them stayed Friday night and then they left Saturday and it was like, it was great. Cause normally That's when awesome. you travel for a wedding, you have it on a Saturday and then Sunday is just like a drag. Yeah. You have to totally. fly home and it's like, People then you have to work the next day. And, yeah. and we were, what, what was initially a worry was like, people loved it. I guess the biggest That's thing awesome. is just PTO and stuff for those who work, you know, nine to five, yeah. it makes it a little tougher to take that many days off. But, but the people who, you really want to come? Yeah, yeah, who who want to come and who and they'll make they'll Maybe that's make a natural way for natural selection. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. It, it really it is. It sounds cliche, but it's so true. Like the people that you genuinely care about being there, like your parents, your best friends, yeah, those people will take it. the PTO. They're taking PTO for their like extended friends' yeah. weddings all throughout the year. That's going to be the least hard decision for them. For the people that were on the fence or that you were on the fence of, about inviting, it's a great excuse for them to be like, Right, right, can't make it because totally. of work. Totally. So, yeah, hundred percent. I'm a big fan. I think that's awesome. Heck, Something to think about, Greg. Why you say it like that? <laughs> Not, that wasn't Come on, be a little more sweet. So, so aside from cost, um, yeah. do you have any big like? Obviously, you see everything. Any tips, like top three tips that you can give, either top just three. a bride or a, or a couple going into it, 
Yeah. Getting ready um, to plan a wedding. Okay, so I'm going to be real biased, but my top plan is, uh, or top tip is kind of surrounding my specific role, but you truly cannot go wrong by hiring a coordinator. You need someone to not only help you with the logistics, but also, no joke, help you with your own emotions and dealing, like sorting out your personal details mm-hmm. and family logistics and all that kind of stuff. Um, I always say it, and I know it sounds cliche, but like, hiring a coordinator or some type of person in that capacity um is going to yield you back your your investment in that person so you know that because that person's going to help you if you bring to them a budget of here's my overall budget here's the things i care about most within this like i care about food i don't care about decor they can help you prioritize that they can help you point you in the right direction to vendors they can sometimes even get you some discounts so that's my top one Mm. um i think People aren't going to buy that one, but if I had to hammer anything home, that's it. And it could um, just be a day of coordinator, right? For sure. I mean, any type of help. Um, you know, I have some couples that go with like the true full service and that's so cool because you really get to take everything off their plate, but even just day of coordinator, just do that for yourself for sure. Okay. Day of coordinator. I always okay. say... We're going to teach you all this This lingo. is fantastic. Yeah, oh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. We talk about it all the time, but the wedding industry or what she does to what we do in real estate it's like it's so there's so many parallels oh, yeah. like you know how really somebody pays you pay for yourself or you pay for it pays for itself sorry um to have a realtor same thing with a coordinator for sure you don't know what you don't know and yeah dude. afterwards if that person doesn't say gosh i wish you know I, i'm so glad i had you or give you a hug and cry how many times have you told me about somebody who's like thank you so much that, totally. You know, that's yeah. what you. Dude, just planning but, my own birthday party was a pain in the neck. <laughs> I'm doing that right now for my thirtieth. <laughs> it's not fun, is it? <laughs> no, I, have a, I, have a, I have a planner, so oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, helpful. Yeah, and I don't charge him anything. That's so weird. Huh. <laughs> you should. Interesting. He he uh he pays me in swell drinks. It's okay. Lucky. Right. Lucky <laughs> duck. Wow. So tip number two, yeah. I would say, tip, is yeah. prioritize because uh, you're gonna find like a a general breakdown of what you should pay for food and what you should pay for your DJ and all this kind of thing. But at the end of the day, it totally just depends on the experience that you want your guests to have, the one that you and your significant other want to put on. Um, So like, you know, that, that could mean investing in a band and being like, you know what, we'll do a little bit more casual food. That's okay with us. Our, our family doesn't really care about that. Or like, we don't care about having the premium bar package. We can have just like, We'll just we'll still have an open bar, so, but it doesn't have to be top shelf. So what are the items if mm-hmm. if a couple's sitting down and they're making a priority list and you're gonna do it and your the significant other's gonna do it, what are the the items that should be on there? Venue Venue I, I would throw in guest count in there because again that's a that's your biggest yeah. determinant of your overall cost. Mm. Um food, entertainment probably decor which decor kind of spans like florals and like signage and things like that mm-hmm. um those are probably like your five alcohol. big ones i would say yeah alcohol is in there for sure but i would say it's not as it depends where you go but it um i would say it is probably less cost than any of those other things okay um at least the way we do things alcohol <laughs> okay <laughs> I mean, alcohol is always going to be there, right? Unless we're having a dry sure wedding, so. we're, we're going to have it there sure in some so. capacity. Which you do have a lot of dry uh, weddings, uh, uh, right? We do, yeah, yeah, really? and and not just always for religious reasons, but just boring. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, 
They're fun. They're super intimate. Usually when I see dry weddings, they're usually like brunch type weddings. So you have a ceremony gotcha. in the morning. You go, you know, yeah, you go your breakfast for, for lunch route. And those are always super fun. Different, so, but. Yeah. L- let me ask you this. You're a master. You know what to look for. Right? You know what's good, what's bad, and what, what's in between when it comes to wedding planning. How, what advice would you give someone that wants to get into the space? Yeah. Um, I would just tell you that there's a, I guess, like the easiest step one is like you don't need a particular license. You definitely don't need a particular degree for it. It's one of those jobs that you just need to get your feet wet. Mm-hmm. You probably need to get yourself involved in possibly like an unpaid internship or unpaid position mm-hmm. just to be like it's way more valuable to have a year of experience under your belt than any type of online or in-person learning. Like that's not going to do you any good, honestly. Um, and I'm glad I didn't even have to go through that. Yeah, but you got lucky. We've definitely had people that have like wrote into us asking for a job that have yeah. been like, hey, and I did this degree in college. And we're like, gosh, honestly, that just doesn't matter at all. In no fact, degree. it's almost a little like we're almost like, Ugh. does that mean like, can you really handle with all the ebbs and flows of a wedding? Like, yeah, that's you got to be important. fired up, right? You got to be ready for literally You got to be Jimmy jacked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're I'm a... not even sure what that means. <laughs> it's like level 11. You know what fired up means. Come on, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Jimmy Jack, it's next level. Let's go. Well, there's a huge aspect of customer <laughs> service to it and, and managing people. For sure. And yeah. you don't want to come off like overly, you know, fake by any means. You definitely need to, though, be sensitive that of somebody else's emotions. Um, and like I said, at the end of the day, you are probably not going to like I've I rarely experience like the exact same thing twice. It's always different scenarios. And you yeah. just have to be like, take your inner Zen breath and be like everything's fine that's totally cool we're yeah. gonna it's gonna be all good i do that like every wedding like 10 times and then oh, when sure. she gets home i hear about it out that's fair yeah i mean i gotta i gotta she let holds it out. Breath she and then she lets it out yeah it's like out. 2 a.m i usually get home turn on the lights and i'm like jonathan i had a crazy wedding today and then i'm like go to sleep we'll talk about it tomorrow yeah. no he always goes okay okay after like 10 <laughs> minutes of me going on he's like but were they happy did everything end up good and i'm like well, well, yes, but like, but this, everything was crazy today. So. And then, and I, then I asked the question again, but did it all go well? Yes. Did you get a nice tip? Yes. All right. Now it's time to go to yeah. sleep. Like, go to bed. <laughs> we'll talk about it in the morning. Let you sleep yeah, But I know that I have to let her do that. Otherwise, wow. she's just sitting there racing I thoughts. And then she then, wakes yeah. up. She goes to bed at 2 a.m., 3 a.m., and then wakes up at 5 or 6 a.m. Yeah. And so thinking about everything that happened the day before as a planner, I like, get no sleep. For sure. yeah. So, so tips, tips for someone getting in a yoga routine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Definitely develop your inner Zen. Yes. Um, like I said, get just, fired up. just get your, your feet, get your feet wet. wet. Um, mm. I would tell you if you could get involved with a, well, I mean, I guess it depends on where you're at, but like if you're lo- looking at it for like the long term, either, do an internship with a very experienced place or eventually when you want to like grow yourself in a particular place and stay there for a while do like i did again get lucky and get into a business that's like super new so that you're not only highly valued off the get-go but you get to grow with that business and contribute a lot a lot along the way so um yeah i think there's a ton of planning companies and other vendors as well as venues that are just opening up and there's enough information out there for you to like hit the ground running if you can get in with those people early and be a part of something that really can take off 
because wedding is a huge and a huge industry i mean yeah i think it wasn't weddings weren't this big or this valued back when our parents and our grandparents were mm-hmm. getting married but now it's like most people are expected to have a big wedding it's like the norm more or less yeah well with social media it's like you have to have a wedding and make sure right, that right. everyone knows about it too. For sure. What's that TV show? Yes to the dress. Say yes to the dress. <laughs> Say yes to the dress. He's been watching yeah. that lately. Yeah, <laughs> picking out a nice dress. Wait, what? I love the so, way guys talk about like dresses and, oh, and just yeah. weddings in general. He's like, yeah, pick out a nice dress. Meanwhile, the girls like, <laughs> is it gonna be off the shoulder? Is it gonna be a long sleeve, short sleeve? Am I gonna in. take off the skirt? And he's like, what? All of that's an uh, option. Well, yeah, that what stuff. color? Right. Yeah. <laughs> see i'm telling you you go talk to a girl about color she'll yeah. be like i need it to be perfect white no i need it to be Certain like a off-white aspen white oh my gosh it's a whole that's a whole thing in and of itself all right that's a different all episode right. sorry we're just gonna another episode dress episode yeah. so we're just gonna toss you right in <laughs> we always like to ask every guest that comes on yeah because um, we get we learn a lot from this question yes. but when it comes to inspiration or or mentors, other than the person to your right, oh. where do you draw inspiration or, or who do you look up to when it comes to, it could be books, podcasts, or it could be family members? Yeah, no, that's a good question. Um, I would say that I don't have necessarily like an author or like, a historical figure that's necessary or like anything any like public figure that like super stands out to me um i'm into a variety of books i love a good self-help help book and i feel like that falls somewhat in line with what i do um but i mean more than anything i just lean on the people that i'm closest with i, I try to surround myself with people that are gonna not only provide me a lot of diverse you know learning topics and life experience but people that um can empathize and kind of go through anything I'm going through and I and vice versa I want to help them so I feel like my biggest probably my biggest role model um is my dad I know Jonathan's heard a lot about you know he has a good relationship with my dad but um he's kind of one of those cliche you know helicopter parents but at the end of the day there's nobody better that I could like learn from and have as a role model he supports me in everything I do and even when I took this risky business choice to go down this very non-traditional path he was super supportive and at every turn that i make every non-traditional turn i make he's super supportive and couldn't ask for anything more of course and um beautiful yeah that's my short and sweet answer on she that. listens to a lot of podcasts too one of them what's it called <laughs> the, some weird sexy it's, thing it's no, so it's bad dark there's one it, i have to say it. it's called guys we fucked i don't listen to that one anymore but listen why'd you listen to it before hmm. why it's entertaining. I listened to it with Why the ones I mean, on like, the airplane. What makes it entertaining? Gag entertainment is so is so great. Oh, gag entertainment. Listen. Sorry, I, this, I, I threw her under the bus there. That's that like the one bad one. But the, the other ones are, you know. Gag? She's got, I like, listen to a lot of those, like, eat. girl. Eat. I listen to a lot of those, like, girl-type podcasts where girls girl, talk about, like, face. sex and dating and all that kind of stuff. And, like, how to, you know, be entrepreneurs. And so I love just, like, that kind of candid. Like, a podcast are such a great platform obviously where people oh, yeah. can just talk super candidly about yeah. like all their how about their failures i lo- love a good podcast that talks about like mistakes and failures and what they've learned um and just like lift people up by being like hey i don't know what i'm doing either but let's just all try to figure this out together so and she also really loves like trashy tv 
Um, yes, yes. That's her. Thanks for bravo. Thanks Keeper. for bringing that in there. Right, right. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, what's yeah, Bravo, All the Real Housewives. housewives. That's, that's my stuff. I know. Does Callie oh, like that? Below Deck. Yes. Up, Thank yeah. you for knowing that name. Yeah. I so appreciate that. So we'll end on this. Um, give us the craziest wedding story oh, or yeah. bridezilla story you know that, that you'll never forget. Um, I've had a lot, and a lot of them fade into the distance. I try to make them kind of just sit in my rearview mirror. Um, I think, like, the funniest, like, kind of cliche one is definitely that I have a lot of young couples, and I have a lot of couples that are rushing to get out of the building at the end of the night. Really? Um, yeah, they've, you know, saved themselves from marriage, and at the end of the night, they're like, can we leave a little bit early? Um, oh, yeah, they've had a few drinks, you know, they're just barely 21 usually, um, and they're they trying to get out to of the of. building, and a lot of the times their parents know what the drill is, because they were probably in that position too, so mm. not bridezilla, but that's position. always hilarious, because I have so many young couples. Um, wow. I've definitely been been yelled at a few times, <laughs> definitely been in some oh. hot water. It's always stressful when you got to deal with that kind of stuff. I've definitely, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, you know, I mean, I've never had anybody leave too furious, so... Or at least after the fact, they calm down. So that's good. Wow. I've heard some. I've heard wow. some other crazy ones, but that's that's a sweet, <laughs> sweet way to leave it. <laughs> well, Mr. Gregory. Well, folks, it's time for this week's weekly brew, brew, brew. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about the state of the market. That's right. The topic that everyone is talking about lately is the crazy real estate market. Maybe you've heard about the super low inventory we have. Maybe it's the low interest rates. You've probably heard about the soaring prices because of those two things. The real question is, what does the real estate market look like for the next few months in foreseeable future? Guys, I want to get your thoughts on this. Just how low is inventory, and how is it impacting us right now in Central Texas? Well, how low is inventory? Well, first off, interest rates are still among the best they've ever been, right? You're seeing, what are you seeing rates? Between 25 and 3%? Yes. For a 30-year yes. fixed? Uh-huh. Inventory is nuts. Inventory. We've talked about this on the podcast before, but real quick. Yeah, let's get down to it. A balanced market is six months of inventory. Right. If you took... If you took every house that was on the market today, didn't put any more on there, stop and and let it ride for six months, that would be an equal number of sellers to buyers. After six months, it would you'd be dry, no mm. more listings. Mm. A seller's market is anything less than that, mm -hmm. three, four, five months of inventory, and a buyer's market meaning there are more um, more sellers than there are buyers. It would be higher than that. Mm. In Austin, we've been in a seller's market for years, what five to ten years? Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's been a pretty strong seller's market. Right now, we're in the strongest of the strongest seller's the markets. The most strong. Half a month of inventory. Unreal. If you literally just waited 15 days, and I honestly think it's probably less than that now, 15 days, there would be nothing available. We have so many buyers, it's just unreal. I, I talk about this, I've talked about it for the last couple of weeks. I put an offer in the beginning of last week for $99,000 over asking with a full appraisal addendum and we didn't get the offer on i think on that one there were like some 30 offers um we heard about an offer a couple days ago mm. that had 95 offers on it i've heard of another one that had 100 offers on it i mean this is crazy it's like 
a movie. So I have 10 plus buyers right now that are ready to go literally find me a house and I'll put an offer on it. And we're putting multiple offers on them. And it's really tough right now, not getting them. So, yeah. Yeah. I heard recently that if you took off the new construction that's on the market right now, Mm -hmm. we'd have 11 days of inventory. Only I don't doubt it. Yeah, it's crazy. Maybe less. <laughs> there was, in Pflugerville, there were 73 offers on a house over the weekend. 73 on one house. Yeah. How do you even look at all those offers? Yeah, how do you even process that? The, the rude part is Ouch. you spend so much time with these buyers. I have a best friend right now that's yeah. trying to buy. You know, we're searching everywhere for him. We go look at an open house, and there's four people in line in front of us. When we leave the open house, there's six people in line behind us you know you see cars pulling up coming out it's yeah. it's like a party yeah, yeah. and you know that, that you're going to get 30 40 50 offers we put in an offer 50k over and we were told that there were at least a dozen better than ours <laughs> how, I mean, how like, much was the house this house was in the 450 to 500 450 range. 500 so it was actually 475 yeah um Jeez. and and 420 425 wasn't going to do it no yeah. Um Dude, there's a house in South Austin, three ninety nine list price, went on a contract at five seventy. What? Five seventy. Yeah. It's, it's just sick. balls it's to the wall. So in that sense What does that mean for the for the listeners? Right. Yeah. For the foreseeable future. One, don't be discouraged. There are opportunities out there. Yeah. You just have to be patient and you have to be diligent. Know that what you get into today, it's only gonna do better. And to be quite frank, I don't think that this is going to necessarily stop or slow down tomorrow. Uh, maybe not even in the next couple of months. Yes, we'll see some more inventory and hopefully it'll be a little bit more manageable. Yet, Austin, Texas, you said it. Why'd you come here? Right. Because there's a lot of thing, great things to do. Mm-hmm. There's a great music scene and, you know, it's lively. The weather's good. And you it's know, relatively lakes. cheap. I mean, that's why so many people come here, right? Is because com- yep. in comparison to so much of the country, yeah, like like houses, California, and, New York, yeah, right. Yeah. So, so that said, we have all those things still. We have the universities, the tech, you know, the Big medical time. field. Now, it's people are still coming here at record breaking numbers. Of course, we'll be the number one in in the country, but also, I don't see that slowing down for a while. So. Get it, get in now, and know that if you're paying more than you expected, it's it's gonna work itself out for you in the very near future. You know, a year down the road, you'll probably make a hundred k in equity on this thing. You know, I'm not gonna guarantee that because you never know what could happen. Yet, this is not this is this is the tip of the iceberg. I'll say that. Hundred percent. There's a lot more to come. So it's tough, but uh, you know, be patient. Be patient. Wow. Maybe we'll have a podcast about it next we, week or so. We can. Get into the details about. A little bonus episode. Yeah. Where, we'll just, where we can invest. Where to invest. Where how to, invest. to purchase a house how in this crazy market. How to do it. Hmm. Right. We just thought about our next podcast. Competitive offer strategies. How about that? Stay tuned, Let's listeners. educate the people. Let's educate. That sounds yeah, very Yeah, that's legit. what we do. Yeah. <laughs> We're on it. That's right. We educate about weddings. We educate about, you know, yeah. real estate. That's what we do. Well, folks, thanks for tuning in today to this podcast with our favorite event planner, Alex Hirschberger. Definitely check her out on Instagram at Hershey23. Shout out. 
Oh, shout out the venue. Yeah, Canyonwood Ridge. Worry. Check I'm, that I'm out. I'm coming. I'm coming. You'll you'll Canyon see a lot Ridge. of if you if you, if you follow Hershey 23, you'll see a lot of John and Alex's remodel uh, that we've been going through, and also our little King Charles Cavalier puppy Nala. You're gonna see a lot of her. Yeah, she's the best. And if you're curious about the venue that she coordinates at, definitely check out CanyonwoodRidge.com. This place is gorgeous. I've been to two weddings there now, right? Too? Yeah, I think so. That's um, crazy. Beautiful, beautiful place. I rated what top three or something in the city. What would you? I mean, it's definitely a top ten. That's for sure. And with the number, with the sheer number we've got in all yeah. of Boston, I would say it's probably in that realm. And then you also, of course, have the number one coordinator there. So check them out, <laughs> CanyonWoodRidge.com. Remember to subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you're tuning in from. We'd love that five star rating. And be sure to check us out at What's Brewing ATX. Till next time, Austin. Cheers. Cheers.